0: weeks it will, it, it, it will get better right? right amen there you go use your faith brother <laughs> okay today we, we continue our relation our relationship our series on relationships it's called strong relationships and I I hope that you made it last week we have um, a, a great service and we share about what is love according to the Bible and i believe that god is doing great things just like kevin said god is on the move and he wants to do great things in your life in your marriage with your children with your family because he's the god of the families Do you know that book of genesis chapter 12 right in your bible god talking to abraham what's what was uh the instructions the word that God gave to Abraham. He said, "I will bless you and you will be a blessing for all the families of the earth." God's heart is with the families. God's heart is also with you. And this is a family. Right? That's why we are brothers. We are, you know, we we get to have the same father and we can call him our father or like I do in Spanish, papa. Yeah, amen. Papa, papi. So, uh, today the, 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 the message today has a title. The title is, This is Communication. We will be talking about the importance of communication. Now, listen to me. If you want to build relationships, you need commitment. Alright? Got it? Say it with me, commitment. Compromiso. In Spanish, compromiso. Commitment. Now, If you want to to maintain those relationships, you need trust. Okay? Commitment and trust. Now, if you want to grow those relationships, whether it's your marriage, the relationship with your children, you need communication. Okay? Those for me are the three pillars of any relationship commitment, trust, and communication. All right? Turn to your neighbor and said, today we'll be talking about communication, so you better listen. You better listen, Brady. Communication. That's what we're speaking about today, this beautiful morning. And our key verse for this entire series, and the verse that we need for today, to remind us of the basics of good relationships, it's Proverbs 3, 5-6. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 and it says trust in the lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding and then verse 6 says seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take and maybe today you're here and you are like god i need direction god i need a word god i need guidance where you are in the best place my friend because god's word It's our guidance. God's Word is the book that has all the instructions and all the directions that you need in life to grow in any kind of relationship. Maybe you need help with your wife, with your marriage, or or with your husband. Well, you are here to listen to what God has to say about your marriage, about your family, about your children. That's His voice is more important than any other voice out there. The voice of God. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the service. We thank you, Lord, for the Bible. We thank you for Scripture, because through Scripture, through your Word, you show us the way. And today we believe, Lord, that this is a new day for our lives, a new day for our families, a new day for our marriage. This is a new day, a brand new day. And today, Lord, we want to put our hopes and we want to put our faith on you. We believe that you will speak to our hearts, and we pray that you open up our hearts and our minds and our spirit to what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to, to us in this morning. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and that you embrace us with your love, just like we were singing that reckless, never-ending love of God. We pray, Lord, that you bless us and that uh, we will leave this building not only with a word, but also with the power to apply that word to our lives in jesus name we pray and everybody says amen amen so today we're going to seek god's will to discover the biblical best practices for communication and strengthening our relationship the truth is relationships rise and fall on communication do you know that relationships any kind of relationship rise and fall based on communication on your level of communication if you think about it, almost every relationship problem that you have or ever have had probably has something to do with a communication problem, right? Isn't that right? Yeah? Come on, show hands, married couples. Show hands, come on. Oh, I can see, I can see in your face, yeah? <laughs> communication, it's key, it's a key, it's such an important principle of a good marriage. If we can't communicate with my wife, then something is wrong, and the relationship is stuck. That's why I need to open my heart. And you know what's the number one enemy of any relationship? It's not not the enemy. It's not the devil. Listen to me. Okay, he is an enemy, of course. But you know what is the number one enemy? Our egos. Our egos is number one. You know? Just like I said last Sunday, my way or the highway. No, come on. It's his way. His ways always. So, today we need to open our hearts to what the Lord wants to do in us. He wants to transform the way we think and the way we approach into this beautiful field of communication. Communication, my friend, is a challenge. It's, it's a, struggle, a struggle for all of us. Um... Communication problems are... You know that communication problems are the number one reason why couples get divorced right now, according to a recent study on mental health. Number one reason. It's not money anymore. Now it's communication. You know? Because we can't communicate properly, then we have, you know, two visions, like the vision of my wife for the family and my vision for the family. And because both visions are not the same, because we, we are not communicating well then there is a problem. That's why we need to, to apply the Word of God to our, to our lives. The Word of God is the base of any healthy communication and any healthy relationship. So it is a challenge. We live in, in an area of many distractions, you know. Do you have probably a phone, right? Do you? Do you own a smartphone, right? How many of us have Facebook installed on our phones, alright let's see show hands let's see let's do an experiment this morning what about Instagram there you go come on what about Twitter alright what about Tinder no I'm kidding (laughs) hey (laughs) oops what you doing I'm sorry (laughs) if you don't know what Tinder is okay go Google it Um, yeah we we live in an area of so many distractions phones TV social media news etc and it's hard because some days you know you you want to have a good time with your wife so you prepare the tea you prepare a coffee or in, in our case we prepare a mate and we want to talk but suddenly the phone starts ringing ring you know and you get no notifications of all the apps that you have installed in your phone and it's hard to have a communication where the phone is constantly buzzing right so we need to learn some basic principles on how to grow in our relationships, whether it's with my wife and my children, or at work, everywhere. It is a challenge, but we believe that with the help of God, we will succeed. There are bad habits of poor communication. Do you know that? Bad habits. And we will learn about them. Maybe today, Maybe today, for you... You have avoided a difficult conversation that you know you need to have, but you just don't feel like getting it, getting into it. Because I don't know, there's a there's a talk going on inside your head and and a conversation with yourself. Like, should I tell my wife about this? Should should, should I tell my pastor about this or not? So we need to get rid of those walls. We need to get rid of those bad habits. We need to we we need to talk. We need to communicate. Perhaps you. Or for you, maybe you have unrealistic expectations that the people that you love should just be able to read your mind and just know how you're feeling all the time and you get upset with them when they don't do that. Has that happened to you? Like, okay, he should realize that I'm upset. He should know. She should know. How? If, if you're not talking, how am I supposed to know? I can't read your mind, right? We can't read each other's mind. Only God can do that. So we, we're gonna learn some principles and first let me share with you three things that we should all know about communication. The first one God gives us the power to communicate. God gives us the power to communicate. We have that power, not animals. Animals they can communicate in a way, right? But not like us. We have the power to communicate our, you know, what are our our emotions, we have the power to communicate complex ideas. And that's a gift from God. That's a gift from God. That's the first principle. Number two, God communicates to us in our language. In our language. Right where you are, God will communicate to you. It doesn't matter what is your spiritual condition right now. God wants to communicate with you. Even more, the first voice that he listens is the voice of the sinner That comes before him for forgiveness. That's the first prayer that he listens to. He wants to meet you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to listen to you. He wants to communicate with you. So God communicates to us in our language, whatever our situation is. So if you speak Spanish like I do, God will talk to me in what? Spanish. If you speak Chinese, we'll speak to you in Chinese. If you speak Portuguese, in Portuguese. And if you speak English, in English or in Spanish. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) I always wonder what will be the official language of heaven? (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) It's hard to know, right? We'll get there one day. Thirdly, God created men and women to communicate differently. God created men and women. To communicate differently. You know that we men, we like to communicate to convey a point, right? To find a solution to a problem. That's the way we, we are. That's the way we are wired, right? Hey, right on. Our wives talk to us about her day and maybe she shares with us a problem that she's facing and we, right away, we start thinking on ways and that she can, that we can help her to find a solution to that problem. But she is like, I don't want you to give me solutions. I want you just to say, it sucks. Okay, honey? It sucks. That's simple. Two words. It sucks. If you use those words more often, that will save your marriage. Hey, brother. Yeah, honey. It sucks. Yeah. Guys, take note. Okay? Two words. It sucks. That's the Rema of today. <laughs> yeah. Be- Why? Because when we communicate with our, with, with our wives, women are generally wired to have uh, a space of communication with us because they want to connect with us. They want to, uh, to share how they're feeling. They want to bond, not trying to find a solution. All right? So that's the way God created us. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. La lengua tiene el poder de la vida y la muerte. And those who love it will eat its fruit. We always say, says this, because the Bible says this, that we have authority. And that comes all the way from Genesis. When God created men and women, he created them with authority. They have authority in everything they say. That's why our words, the words that we that that we use to speak to our wives, to our children, they have authority, and they are shaping their lives. That's why we need to be careful what words we are choosing, what words we're using to refer to others, to, to speak to others. And here the Bible says that our tongue has the power of bringing life or positive things or death. So we, we're going to learn some biblical principles of communication, just four. And the first one that I want to share with you today is comes right from the bible book of james chapter 1 verse 19 james 1 19 says understand this my dear brothers and sisters you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry i love this bible verse because it's so practical just three steps First, be quick to listen. Second, slow to speak. And third, slow to get angry. So the first principle that I want to share with you is be quick to listen and slow to speak. If you're going to have healthy communication that strengthens our relationships, instead of hurting our relationships, then we need to learn to be quick to listen and slow to speak. The truth is most of us do the exact opposite. Most of us are quick to speak, and we are slow to listen. Listen, God gave you two ears and one mouth and one mouth for a reason, right? So you are listening more than speaking. Book James says that we need to first be quick to listen. One of the most common causes of frustration and friction in relationships comes from someone not really listening. To each other. How do you feel when you're talking to someone and they just don't care? They don't. They, they, clearly they are not listening. How, how do you feel? What is the number one emotion that rises up in your heart? Anger, right? Come on, you need to listen to me. I'm talking. And then we, 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 we raise our voice because we believe it's a, it's a matter of who is speaking louder. It's not truth. And the Bible says that the reason for that is that we are not quick to listen, but we are quick to speak. We need to be, we, we, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. James says that we should first listen to what the other person is saying. We should listen to, to, to um, the words that he's using, what he's trying to communicate to us. We should put ourselves in that person's shoes. You know, try to understand what is going on. Why, why is, is she telling me this? Why is he telling me this? Then James says that we should also be slow to get angry. You know, the famous count to ten? You know, before saying something? Or pause? You know, pause, pauses in marriage, in any kind of marriage, it's a great tool. We are in an argument. Just pause. Go to your room and pray to your father. Both of you. Go to separate rooms if that's the case. And pray to your father. And then come with a, with a word from God for your wife. Or, or, or a word from God for your husband. What about doing that instead of just arguing for hours and hours and hours or days. Or doing the silent treatment. Not talking to each other for days. Hmm? Do you realize what are the effects of that kind of behavior? Not only in your marriage, but with your children? Do you realize the consequences that that will have in their lives when they are adults? So that's why we need to reshape the way we think. We need to change the way we are thinking about communication and relationships. This is the relationship refresher for today. It says, seek first to understand before being understood. Seek first to understand before being understood. Principle number two choose to speak God honoring words. That's the second principle of the morning. Choose to speak God honoring words. For example, we are having an argument and I come and I say, it's your fault. Would that create a bridge, or would that create a wall between me and Hudson? What do you think? Come on. A wall, right? Not a bridge. A wall, a separation. I'm building that wall. The thing, the sad reality, is that those are the words that we use often in our marriages. Or with our children. It's your fault. So we are accusing. You know what? what is one of the the devil... Uh, favorites names, the accuser, Satan, in Hebrew. That means the accuser. That's not a job. It's your fault. If you continue saying to your wife, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, man, we can pray for your marriage, but, I don't know. The first miracle that you need is to change the way you're talking to your wife, or to your children, or to your husband. So, we need to be wise. That's why the book of James is so practical, because, because it's all about wisdom. He even says, if you are lacking wisdom, just need to come to your father, and just what? Ask for wisdom, and he will give it to you. Generously. Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Do not use Christian's this applies to us speaking to a church. Do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Everything you say. Everything. Even when, when you feel upset to someone. Just, just think. Am I building a wall here or am I building a bridge? What is better for my marriage? Walls or bridges? What is better for my family? A wall or a bridge? where we can walk together. Paul says, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Right now, neuro, neuroscientists, they are you know, studying the brain, and they figure out that our brain has a certain chemical that they call dopama, dopamine. Right? That's the way of saying it? Dopamine dopamine. That it's the feel-good chemical. And you know when that chemical is released in our brains... When you receive or give encouragement to other, to other person, through your words. When you say something like a compliment or, or, or something good and kind to someone else, that will release dop- dopamine in, in that person and also in you. That's good to know, eh? If you want to learn more about this, ladies, come every Tuesday. They are, they are learning from, uh, about this, right, Pastor Marilyn? Change your, what is the title of the series again? Change your mind and change your world. Exactly. God created you to use your words to honor Him and to build other people up. You know that God saved us to restore our primary purpose on earth. He brought, He sent His Son, Jesus, not only to save us and take us to heaven... But he sent his son Jesus to save us, so we can be transformed, and now we can be agents of change and transformation in this earth. That's why Jesus, in the sermon of the uh, in the Sermon of the Mountain in Matthew six, he said that we are the salt and the light of the world. We are here with a purpose. We are. We should be reshaping the way society sees, is seeing marriages and families. But the thing is, is that so many, and you know, in most of the cases, we are just silent about these things, about marriage or about family. And we are not even applying the principles of, Bible, of the Bible in our know, families and marriages, but we are just being carried away by what society says about marriage or love or whatever. That's why we need the Bible in our hearts, in our minds to apply it. And the third principle that I want to share with you, it's based on a book. Probably you guys know about it. It's uh, the best-selling book by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, Right? Uh, show hands who knows about this love book or who have r- uh, read it, read it. All right. It's a great book, okay? Uh, and Dr. Chapman, he after studies, he explains that we, human beings, we have different ways in, that we use to show our love or to, that we like to receive love. He calls them the five love languages. So the principle number three is understand the five love languages. If you are... If you have your bulletin, fill in the blank, the five love languages. First Corinthians 13 1 Corinthians 13.1 says, If I could speak all the languages of earth, that would be sweet, right? Oh, my. Speaking at least two, <laughs> three, at least five. That would be great. Paul says, And of angels, but didn't love others, I will only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Um, Peyton. Come, I want you to hit that symbol with all you got, alright? When I said come on, come on, quickly. Really loud. Do we have sound? Really loud, just the symbol. Symbol solo. Continue, continue. Continue as long as you can. I will continue preaching while you listen to that, alright? <laughs> there you go. Nice, eh? Thank you, Peyton. Thank you. Was that pleasant? <laughs> Would you define that as pleasant? <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> of course not. Try to talk to your wife while you have that noise in the back. It's impossible. Well, Paul says that if we don't have love, all our words are just like that. Just noise. So, the question is, what are my words right now? Are they just noise? Or are they actually showing the love of God in my heart? So, Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, he found that we have five, five love languages. The number one, or the first one, is words of affirmation. This is communicating, encouraging words to someone. It could be compliments, like, for example, you have lost some weight. Thank you for noticing. Yes, I know. I've been fasting. Uh, It could be encouragement, right? It could be kind words. It could be words of praise, like, good job, well done. Maybe that's your love language. You feel great when someone, you know, say the kind word to you, or or, or say at least thank you, or or I don't know, or hello, or good morning, or I love your beer. I don't know, something kind. Second, quality time. Thank you, brother. Quality time. When we speak about quality time, we are not speaking about just the amount of time that we spend together. We are speaking about the quality of that time. Like I talked before to you, not, no distractions. The, the, step, the cell phone or the phone, in you know, order rooms, so you can connect. Third, receiving gift. you know, giving a gift. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be an expensive gift. It needs to be a thoughtful gift. Ladies, show hands, how many of you have some thoughtful gifts from your husband in your memory box or, I don't know, in your, in your... some guys are like, hey, Roger, stop preaching, please. <coughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> Just bringing some ideas here. Okay, four, acts of service. And I love that one, acts of service. You know, it is when someone does something for you and you don't even expect that he will do that for you. Something that you would like, I don't know, that you can do on your own. And acts of service. And number five, physical touch. And here we are not talking only about sexual intimacy and uh, in marriages. But we are speaking about, I don't know, hugging, you know, a pat on the back. I don't know, holding hands, things like that. So I want you to do something with me. If you have your journal or, or, a, piece of pre- or, or a piece of paper, take a minute and write down in your journal... And ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, what are the top one or two love languages that you think that you have? That's the first question, and we will put it there. And second, what do you think are the love languages of the people in your life? Could be your wife, your husband, your children. Um, What do you think are their love languages? We have five. I I will read it again. The first one is words of affirmation, quality time, Receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. You know why it's so important? Because if you realize the love language of your wife or your husband, then you will communicate to, to him or to her in a different way. And you will see results in your marriage or, or with your children. So take a time. We're going to write down what, what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to our hearts. ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you in what way you should start communicating with your wife or your husband or in what way you should start communicating with your children you know that God loves you and loves your family He loves your, your marriage He's into that I believe that wives were God's best idea. We need our wives. We need our families. But maybe the sad reality is that you don't have a family right now. There's something going on with your your husband or with your wife or with your children and you feel alone and you feel frustrated and angry maybe. here's god the god that i want to show you today he's all about love he's all about love and he decided to show that love to you through jesus so as you write in your journal what he's putting in your mind and in your heart about your your marriage or about your your family i invite you today to use this day to find a way of showing that love to your, to your spouse, to your children. To have a time to communicate about family. To talk about family. Let's, let's stop talking about... I know it's important, right? What is going on with the, with the country, with society. But let's talk about our families. Let's talk about our marriages. Let's talk about our future together. So take your time, write down in your journal. We're gonna use one more time one, one more minute or two minutes. And then I want to share with you the last principle of the morning. And it's an important one. Principle number four is, is talk to Jesus first. Talk to Jesus first. That's principle number four, the last one. The best thing to do in our lives, in our relationship, is to Start talking to Jesus about the people that we care. Maybe we have problems and situations in our marriages. Okay, my question would be have you pray about that? If you feel upset at your wife, take a moment, stop right there, and just lift up a prayer to God and say, God I bless my wife, I bless her her life, I bless and I thank you for her and just start thanking thanking the lord for your wife the bible says that if i have a conflict at home with my wife my prayers are just worthless they are just worthless if i have a conflict at home with my wife that i'm not willing to resolve That's why god is challenging us today to talk to him first talk to jesus first Pray it about your wife. Pray it about your husband. Pray it about your children. Book of James says, if you, need a, if, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. You know what, what we need? It is okay to, you know, with receiving counseling or, a, 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 you know, a piece of advice from a friend. But we need more than that. We need wisdom. And wisdom comes only from God. We need to ask God for wisdom. So today I want to share this with you. If you want to grow your relationship with, with your wife or in, or with your children, the first relationship that you need to grow is your relationship with the Father, is with God. And you can do that only through Jesus Christ who paid the price for your sins. He died on that cross for you, for me. So now we can know the love of the Father. 1 John 4.10 says that so now we can ex- experience real love, the love of God. So I want to invite the worship team to come to the altar. That's a beautiful song. I invite you to, to play that one again. I'll come to the altar. And 1 John 4.9.10 says, God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we may have eternal life through him, and this is real love now that we love God by that He loved us and sent his Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. we need today to to be honest with ourselves we need to come before the altar, come before God, and say, "Lord, I need you, Lord Jesus, I need you, maybe this is the first time that you hear this that you can't grow in any of your relationships if you don't grow your relationship with god and maybe you have been feeling like you know like far away from god well today here this is the good news for you and for me is that the father has come have come today has show up here to show you the love that he has for you for your family through jesus christ So today the invitation that He's extending to you is to come to Him just as you are. Come to Him. He will embrace you with with His love. He will give you the power that you need to change the way you're thinking, to, to heal those wounds, to heal those emotions, to do something new in you. But you need to come. First of all, you need to come. You need to come. This is the best gift of all. The love of God. The forgiveness of our sins. The relationship that we can now enjoy with Him. So today I want to present to you. The simplicity of the gospel. For God so loved the world. That He sent His only Son. To die on the cross for you and me. So that. That. Now, when you decide to come before Him and believe in Him and surrender your life to Him, you may experience now the love of God. I want everybody here to close our eyes. We're going to have a time to pray. He's calling you. He's calling me. and just think about your situation your present reality how are you feeling how how are you feeling this morning just be honest with God how is your heart how 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 are you feeling about your marriage or about your children or about your parents or about your future I invite you to think about what God wants to do in your life. He is the God Almighty, He's powerful. He's love. He is love. Oh come to the altar today. Let's come before the altar of before the throne of God. And let's let's pray together. And if today you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you want to reestablish your relationship with Him, because you have been feeling far, far, far away from Him and His love, I invite you to show your faith, raising your hands, so I can see your hand, and I can know that today you need Jesus. It's someone in this room that wants to experience the love of God. It's someone in this room that wants to To reconnect with with the Lord. That wants to give his life to Jesus Christ. Accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Just raise your hand. We're going to pray. We're going to pray with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That means that we are all enjoying the relationship with, with the Father. That's good. That means that if you are here, it's because you love God and you... You are feeling the love of God in your life. This is your house. This is your place. And here the Father is just calling you to come as you are. Father in heaven, we pray that you bless our families, that you bless our marriages, that you bless our children, that you bless our homes. We need you, Lord. We need you. We love you. We love you. We thank you for Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Thank you, Lord, because I believe that right now you are breaking down the walls in our homes. <clears> hmm <throat> This is your time, God. This is your time, Jesus. <clears> hmm. <throat> yes, Lord, I pray. That today we will come before you. We will humble ourselves. We will, we will lay down our crowns before you. And we will recognize you, Jesus, as the Lord of our house. The Lord of our homes. You are the Lord, the King. Today I pray, Lord, for us husbands and fathers that you help us, Lord. To love our wives just like Jesus loves the church. Just like Jesus honors, protects, and loves the church. Lord, we pray that you forgive us. Because many times we haven't treated our wives in an honoring way. We pray, Lord, that you forgive our sins. That you forgive us, Lord, our trespasses. And that you will come and you will change the way we relate to our wives. That wives relate to their husbands, Lord. And that... You will be enthroned in our homes, in our marriages. We pray, Lord, that today you change the way we think. You change the way we speak. And you change our behavior. That we will, in that way, we, we, we will be able, Lord, to show the world what it is. To love God and to dwell in your love. Lord, I believe that today you are breaking down walls that have been separating marriages and couples. Hmm. Lord, we pray that you restore the, the the altars in our families. The times of prayer together, the times of uh, reading the Bible together, of praying together. Of serving you, God, as a, as a couple. Lord, today I pray for those who are going through a hard time in their marriages and with their children. Maybe they are facing every day the... The fear of divorce or separation. And I believe, Lord, that you are here to build bridges and not to build walls in our marriages. Today, Lord, we believe in the gospel, in the power of the gospel, and we thank you, Lord, for this message. I pray that you bless each one of us, that you bless our marriages, our children, that you bless our lives in a mighty way. Lord, increase our boldness, increase our faith, increase our hope, because we want to show the world your love and the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you fill with the Holy Spirit each one of us, that you speak life to our minds. I speak life to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, I come before, I come against any lie, any lie from the enemy that have, that have been dwelling in your mind or in your, in your marriage. The word of God is powerful. And I believe there is victory in Jesus' name. I believe for a new season. I pray, Lord, for a new season in our homes, in our church, in our families. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. May the peace of God, which, is, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's sing. Sing over oh, the Savior.